0: Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are our pastor Deborah and Philip Bander. Be blessed. Hey, I'm just enjoying myself in the presence of God. Yeah, God is good. All the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, as Pastor Bride announced, Ignite is on, right? Yes. Okay, Apostle, we hear you. Right, praise God. I'm gonna take you to into the word of God. I've got two things to do today. I'm gonna to wind down the series that we've been on. We've been on Isaiah sixty one, one to three, and we've been dealing with that. So I'm gonna wind that down and then I'm gonna open up the prayer and fasting for eight days. The next eight days are for praying and for fasting. They're for seeking God and for meeting God, they're for asking and for receiving. Are you with me? It's not just a one-way thing. They are for for speaking to God and hearing God. Eight days. How many are ready for that? Just eight days. Eight days of seeking God. Eating less. Watching less TV. And doing less social media. Yeah. 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 Because if I don't say that, somebody will go and post, I'm fasting now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> so so they're, they're focusing on the word of God and, and focusing on, on, on praying and hearing God and receiving from God. And communing with God. Amen. Amen. So I've got, uh, I'm going to give you this. I'm not going to give it to you right now, but I'm going to give you the guide for prayer and fasting because I'm, it's tied into what I'm sharing today. Let's go. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. The Bible says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. The oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor or his glory. Hallelujah. The planting of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Now perhaps you've wondered why we've really talked a lot about this scripture. It is because in this year where we have declared, or we have said, we're going to focus on declaring the glory of God. Which, by definition, means we have to encounter the glory of God, know what the glory of God is, and be able to declare that to every situation. Right? Declaring the goodness of God in the place where there is no goodness of God flowing, if you understand Declaring the healing where there is no healing. That is declaring the glory of God. Declaring provision when there is lack. That is declaring the glory of God. Are you with me? It's going to the valley and filling the valley with the glory of God. Or the life of God. Or the goodness of God. Now we decided to start in that chapter. Because that chapter really is a chapter Isaiah 61 that Jesus also is recorded to have first read in public. So when Jesus came and, and, uh, and at 30 years old he goes to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. And he comes to John. He gets baptized. The heavens open. Wow. And John hears the father saying, this is my son in whom I'm very well pleased. Yeah. Yeah. And he sees the Holy Spirit come like a dove and rest on Jesus. And then the Bible says, Then the Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. Then after that, Jesus came out of the wilderness, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And he went about doing good, healing the sick, breaking all things that the enemy had used to oppress people. The devil was in trouble, in other words and then he enters the synagogue one day and then when he enters the synagogue he picks up the scroll it is his turn to read as a scribe and so he stands up and uh, and, and uh, as a rabbi sorry as a teacher so he stands up and he begins to read isaiah 61. now david showed us a couple of weeks ago that when he read that it's recorded in luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. When he read that, he read Isaiah 61, exactly what we have read. Some of it. He read it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. And then he adds another thing at the end. Because the Bible says he sat down and he said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled before your very eyes. So what was he claiming? He was claiming that I am the one. Whom the Holy Spirit. Has anointed. Yes. Number one. No, he was claiming. <laughs> I am the one whom Isaiah. Was prophesying. A couple of thousand years ago. Now I have come. And I am anointed. To bring. All these things. To pass. I am the one. Awesome, right? Mm? That's what he declared. So that's why we saw it fit to start from there. You see, because he is the one who is anointed, we must therefore learn what type of anointing he has because that's the only way we can work with him and that's also the only way we can actually maximize what he has done. A while ago I used to work in a pharmacy and I think I've told you this before uh, and, and when I worked in a pharmacy, I, uh, the first thing, I wasn't a pharmacist so the first thing I got taught was this, we cannot open a pharmacy unless there's a pharmacist there. I know maybe some of you have been to your pharmacy before to get your prescription, and they said your prescription is here, Mrs. Russo, but we cannot give it to you because the pharmacist is not here. Why? Because that is the one who is licensed to make that thing function legally. Are you with me? You can be a receptionist at the GP's office. You are not allowed To open the thing if there is no licensed GP in the building. And I'm told, even on building sites, there are certain things you cannot do if a certain engineer is not present. You might know even how to do it. But if a licensed person is not there, the one anointed, you can't do it. So when Jesus turns up and he says, I am the one who is anointed to do these things, I want you to understand very carefully what he's saying. He's saying, without me, you can do nothing. That's in John 15. It also begins to mean, if Jesus is the only one licensed to carry this anointing, this, this, the presence of God. I will explain all that in a, in a short while. He's the only one who's licensed to do this. Any church that opens up and does not function the way he wants it to function is functioning illegally. Do you understand? And there's some people who say I'm a Christian, and then Jesus is not really functioning in their lives. They are, it's illegal. It's, it's like going on the street and claiming you're a GP when you don't even have any, any of that qualification. They will arrest you, right? Claiming you're an accountant when you're not registered. They will arrest you, right? Mm. Some Christians must be arrested. <laughs> claiming they're a Christian when there is nothing of Christ's anointing functioning in their lives. It's a dangerous place to be. Hello. So you see, this is why we we, we want to talk about this. To see this is how Jesus is anointed. The other thing it helps us to understand is what he has done for us. It is possible for people to come to Christ and not experience the fullness of what he has done. That's why we are explaining this. What he came with when he came in your life could be actually more than what you're experiencing. There's many stories that are told about slavery and the abolition of slavery in the, in the Americas. And, and what happened in those days when, when, when some slaves were, were, were actually, because they couldn't read, because the slave masters were really clever. Obviously, they didn't let the their slaves learned to read so so they couldn't read so even after Abraham Lincoln signed the whole thing and there was a declaration of independence or emancipation from from slavery uh, some masters held that information back from their slaves and it didn't matter that they could nail that thing to a tree so that anybody can read if you can't read you will remain a slave until somebody tells you. Hmm? You've been free, and yet you don't know. There's many stories like that. There's so many of them in history. It's the same thing. If you don't understand what manifesto Jesus read and, and what it says about his anointing and what he brings in your life, you can confess him as Lord. And still be a slave so that's why we're explaining this so that's why let me let me say this we've got a preacher happening there there's just really something happening with you today you know you know no seriously I really just felt something there she was there she's my witness why, when we talked about this, uh, we started to explain. Okay, The first thing we did is to understand three things that we picked out. Beautiful ashes. I'm winding it down. Beautiful ashes, right? What is beautiful ashes? We said, what Jesus has done is come into my life and challenged every ugly thing in my life. Jesus has beautified you. Therefore, you need to understand that. You are well met. You are fearfully and wonderfully met. He, he, has, he, he has cleansed you of your sins. Are you with me? All you need to do is bring him your ashes. Yes. That's what we said. <laughs> Realize everything else is ashes. It is nothing. It is done. I don't, I don't even need to settle my life around it. I go for Jesus. And he exchanges your ashes for beauty. Your right. life has to be beautiful. Your family has to be beautiful. Everything about you must continue to become more and more beautiful. Are you with me? Hello? It's nice when people look at you and they say, oh, you've got such a beautiful family. And you go, beauty, beauty, beautiful. Why not? Why shouldn't you have a beautiful family? You don't feel guilty. You don't even go into false humility. You just really thank God for that. Because it, why not? You should have a beautiful family. Yes. Yeah. And I've seen this so many times. If there's a miracle that I've seen so many times. It is this one where people are taken from ugly families. Where nobody's dead married with anybody. Where everything is out of wedlock. Every, a mess. And God takes one person and makes it beautiful. And he gives them a family. and gives them abilities they never learned from their parents. Amazing. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful ashes. And then we went for, listen, you've got no reason to fear the past. Uh Uh You can acknowledge what happened and, and the ashes that you're coming from. But out of the ashes we rise. And then we looked at the other one. It says joyful morning," And, and David was talking about it. The, the, you know, the oil of joy. Jesus is anointed with an oil of gladness above his peers. Uh-huh. That above his peers just messes my head. Because nowadays, you know, there's no competition, isn't it? Everyone, you make the kids do a race and everyone is number one, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Zoe goes to this uh, gymnastics class, and I, I went to pick her up on, on Wednesday last week, and then they said, oh, there's actually a, a competition. Uh, and, and so I said, oh, that's great. That's, those, those are rare nowadays. And, and, and then the guy says, yeah, but why, why should they not compete? Life is a competition, isn't it? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I agree with you. Some things, there must be competition. I mean, it's a gymnastics class. Come on. <laughs> we should see who's better at this. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 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 Jesus is anointed above his peers. He's been given an oil of joy above his peers. Are you listening? That means God, part of some, some of the stuff Natalie was describing, when joy, the, joy, the oil of joy is a restoration. It's an issue of restoration. When God talks about joy, it's an issue of restoration. It's really an issue of restoration. It's it's an issue of restoring that which was stolen from your life. It's an issue of of, of removing the dirty garments of your body and putting on something good. Are you with me? That is joy. That's what Jesus has done. Come on. I mean, you can be depressed, but there's no reason to stay depressed. Hmm? The enemy can call you and pull you and tempt you to be depressed, but there's no reason to stay depressed. My Jesus on the cross was not depressed. How can a man be on the cross and not be depressed? <laughs> Man of sorrows. He surrendered himself to the Father. That's it. I commend my spirit into your hands. And that's it. And it only took three days. Not three months of depression. And and, and three days. In the grave. Three days. Listen. Go home and, and, and understand. You have been given the oil of joy refuse it now i know i know i know i'm mentioning depression because because we face it quite a lot in this part of the world and and there's so many temptations to depression you know there's so many trials that can lead you into depression there's too many of them you know and and there's so much you know you can be happy today and then by the time you're waking up tomorrow one or two things have happened and you, you know and, and, and you're tempted to be depressed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You need to remember this. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Yeah. Eh? And then the third thing that we did last week, that Pastor Bright was doing, it is the issue of he has given you a garment of praise. Oh, I love that. You know what I do? I really imagine myself in a garment of praise. Because a garment of praise means he has has put on you something that is praiseworthy. Mm. Mm. I told you, when heaven sees you, heaven feels like praising you. And And most of us don't get it. Because he has put a garment of praise on us. Even when heaven sees us, it feels like praising us. No wonder the Holy Spirit says so many beautiful things about you. I guarantee you, he says more beautiful things about you than you say about yourself. There's a government of praise, that's all. That's all. I I, I don't know whether you've been there where where God spoke to you and you thought, me? (sighs) Are you sure? (laughs) He's seeing something you're not seeing. So you open your eyes. And how you can open your eyes is by learning to see how beautiful he is. If you start focusing on Jesus like we were doing in the worship. And beginning to focus on how beautiful he is. You will soon begin to see how beautiful you are. You see in God you do not discover who you are by focusing on you. You discover who you are by focusing on God. I told you from Genesis to Revelation it is not about you. The Bible is not about you. And, and in English, we get so confused because every time we read, it says you, 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 and we think it's me, me. It's not. <laughs> huh? The first thing the Bible is about is about God. It's about revealing Jesus, who he really is. And if you go to your scriptures with that understanding, you will see him in the Psalms. That's why... Peter can see Jesus in the Psalms when he writes. That's why Paul can see Jesus in the Psalms. Paul can see Jesus in a book like Leviticus. And he sees Jesus there. Because it's about him. First and foremost. It's about him. Hello. And so when you begin to praise him. This is how this garment of praise would work. The more you praise him. The more you see the garment he has put on you. And how beautiful you are. And today I want to finish by doing that last bit. Oaks of righteousness. Oaks. O A K S. These are trees. Okay, give me 10 more minutes. Oaks of righteousness. He says the reason Jesus is doing all these things. The reason he's doing all these things is to make sure that on the earth there is a plantation for God. The women are coming up with a conference called Oasis. What is an oasis? An oasis is, 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 is a place of water in the desert. That's my oversimplified definition. An oasis is a place of water. So, so, so there are some places actually in the desert that because they, they, they received a lot of rain at some point, there's water under the sand. And so what happens is that at some point, maybe in the, especially in the lower parts of the desert, yeah, in the valleys of the desert, so, so the wind would blow strongly until the water is revealed. And actually, they say some water could actually be even be two thousand years old, but fresh water, yeah, rain that fell thousand years ago. And when that water is revealed, it's an interesting story of how most of these natural oases happen, because now there is a lot of man helped ones. But naturally, the wind would blow and the water would be revealed. And the birds of the air will come and drink the water. And when they are drinking the water, their droppings become seed. Because they eat seed, right? And all of a sudden, there is greenery in that place. If you're in the desert, you cannot miss an oasis. It's green, it's got water, it's about the only plantation that's in the place. Are you with me? Jesus Came to create an oasis. In this wilderness. Amen. Why he is healing the sick. Why his oil is flowing. Is so that there may be a plantation for God. Are you with me? So that when God looks at the earth. He may see some oasis. oasis. He says there is two yeah. There is Tony. There is Joseph. That's my plantation right there. You should imagine it this way. You walk down a neighborhood and and, and then you find Carl's house and then you find his captive grass really nice. It looks different from everyone else. Did you see that picture? Maybe some of you down your street, somebody has like so much beauty in their garden, even wonder how it happens. You know? Only in the UK do you go to bed and wake up the next day and your neighbor has got full blossom flowers. It's like, what? How come? (laughs) How come you got flowers in one night? (laughs) But you get it, right? The beauty that stands out in the wilderness. That's the picture I'm trying to paint. Jesus came to a fallen world anointed by God to bring about a people that look like an oasis in the desert. A plantation of the Lord. So your life is very different. You are not of this world. You look different. This is why you believe different. The world is constantly trying to make you look the same can you make an oasis look the same as the other arid place in the desert no but the world is constantly trying to make you look the same what do you believe about marriage we are not the same i believe marriage is between a man and a woman we are not the same exactly they're trying to make you just affirm things that we're not the same You see, it's it's, it's been a fact of life all along. We are not the same. I don't know, can you make a lion a horse? No. So why is it people believe, we, we can't be uniform, we're not the same. So even when it comes to this, we are not the same. We are different. We are as different as an oasis is to the rest of the desert. So, don't get me to what you believe. Huh? I am already there. I'm an oasis. Yes. You know how ridiculous it is to come and convince a tree in the oasis to be transplanted and go plant itself where there is no water? That's what you're doing. If you try to convince me otherwise, that's what you're doing. I'm already planted by the rivers of living water. I'm okay. And Christians, you just really need to get your faith up and understand. There's things you believe are real, they are true, and they are powerful. They don't need another explanation by anybody else. Don't let anybody start convincing you or you believe in something ancient and and all that. You are already by the rivers of living waters. Where else can you plant me? Uh In some professor's theory, Mm -hmm. which is there today and tomorrow has been changed or improved on. Why do you want me to believe a guy who's still doing research? <laughs> the chances that his theory are going to change are very high. <clears throat> Man, I'm already by the rivers of living waters. So this is why when we understand where we are, God can give us, gives us knowledge above the knowledge of this world. And we can dominate it. The other thing Jesus says is this. This is not just an oasis. It is not just a plantation. It is a plantation of oaks. Oaks. O-A-K-S. The oak tree is a symbol of strength. Do you know what? The oak tree can survive for a thousand years. Three thousand years. Minimum 300 years. So for a long time in history, even in the Bible, the oak tree, because of its longevity and its strength, its power in that sense, its might, the way it looks, and, and, and the wood from the oak tree is hardwood. It is strong wood. People have used it for idolatry. And they have worshipped it because it has been there. It was there when our ancestors were here. There is some spirits attached to this tree that know about us before we were born. That's the reasoning. But the truth is, in a lighter sense, the oak tree has been used as a symbol of of strength. A symbol of wisdom. In the Bible, even God has, has, has used it as a place of meeting. You know he met with Gideon under the oak tree. And then with Abraham under the oak tree. So there's so much of... Why? Because it gives so much shade. And, And so everybody comes and it's used as a place of meeting. Where people can meet with God and all that. Do you understand? So when Isaiah is writing the prophecy to those people he's writing to. And he says there will be oaks of righteousness. He's trying to get a certain reaction of them. He's trying to paint a certain picture.
1: Because they understand.
0: Oak means strength of Israel. Oak means wisdom. Might. It means power. So he says there will be oaks. Not for idolatry. But of righteousness. Simply put we are here. Because of Jesus, we become not only an oasis or a good plantation for God, but we become strengths in the society because of Jesus. Are you with me? We carry strength into whatever area of life he sends us in. Oaks of righteousness. Hmm? Strengths of God's will expressions of God's magnificence or magnific- of, of God's glory. We are an expression of God's glory. And you know the oak tree has been for a long time used for healing and all that. You know that the back of the oak tree is used for a lot of things. Some of you actually are wear, may, might be wearing a belt made out of oak tree, uh, the, the back of an oak tree. And it's as tough as leather. Uh, 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 but it's also used uh, for, for, for medicine, for all sorts of things up to now. The Eastern medicine uses it a lot, Oriental medicine, you know, arthritis, asthma, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and they, you, uh, actually they sell it in most of the health uh, food shops they will sell it as a powder and, and, and cholesterol reducing and oh, all the kind of things uh, but what I'm trying to show you is when Isaiah is invoking the oak tree in his prophecy do you understand what he's getting their minds to see it's a solution tree it's not a problem tree These people are becoming not only a plantation, but they are becoming a solution. A a people that display God's glory. Mm. Because you see, the flowers in your garden should know that it's not about them. It is about you who planted them. Right? When you cut your grass so nice, the grass should know, it's really not about the grass, it's about you, yes. you know? Because you want, it's your glory, when you come to your house. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best gardener in, in, in the place, and I cut my grass from time to time, and, uh, but when I cut it, it feels nice when I arrive at home. It feels really good. And I come, I drive, ooh, the grass looks nice, you know? I can shake my keys. I can say hi to the neighbors much more confidently. (laughs) (laughs) Because I cut the grass, it looks nice. Hello. (laughs) But you get the point. When God plants us in the earth, it's not about us, it's about him. He takes the glory from this, from this gathering. He takes the glory. Which makes it very Interesting. When you begin to understand that, then you begin to understand why he wants you beautiful. Why he wants you enjoyed. Why he wants you healed. Because he takes the glory. It's not about you. You Some people think it's humility. Oh, me, I'm okay like this with my diseases. This is what God gave me. It's not humility. It is foolishness. Yes. Because the reason why he wants you it's about him taking the glory yeah. uh, interesting he's like get some interesting examples you know if your car is dirty and you take it to the wash and your car refuses to be washed he says no no it's okay don't spend money on me i'm okay you know it doesn't make sense yeah if you could speak to the car, you would say to it, I, I, shut up, it's not about you. I am the one inside you, driving you. I want you to look shiny. Because it's about me. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm using very cheap examples, but I, I really want you to understand why God is beautifying you. It is about his glory. You are his glory. There is no other glory for him to show on earth apart from his creation. It is you. So, all we are doing is to rouse up your faith. And understand, no, 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 you are beautiful. No, 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 no. the oil of joy belongs to you. No, 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 there is a garment of praise on your life. And if we can become like that for one another and and keep turning each other the right direction. You know? Bride says I'm going through a really tough time and it's really, oh, it's pulling me down. He says, no, 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 but but you are beautiful. Do you see how encouragement begins to work? We focus each other on the oil that Jesus has come with in our lives. Now let's finish. As we pray, this coming week. We pray, I want us to pray with the understanding that Jesus is the only one anointed to do all these things. Not Bright, not Philip. No, Jesus is the only one anointed to do these things. It's very important we get our facts and our truth straight. Yeah? He's the only one anointed to do these things. He's the only one who said today this scripture has been fulfilled in your eyes. I am anointed. Now what do I mean when I say Jesus is the only one who's anointed? The word anoint means uh, means, uh, let me see how I can do this in five minutes, means to rub on you know, like you do your lotion, you are anointing yourself with lotion. But also in a biblical sense, it begins to mean to wear. You know, you'll be clothed with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. If you have a King James version, it says, until you're clothed with the Holy Spirit. That's the anointing. Now, when you wrap your lotion on, in a natural sense, It's not that your skin cannot survive without lotion. We know that it can survive, right? But we put our lotion on so that it may help the natural abilities of the skin to even do better, right? Yes. Your skin can be okay without lotion, but it might struggle, right? Depending on the conditions. Mm -hmm. Hello? I was having a lesson with Zoe over this this week because she was like, can you get me that makeup? I said, you don't need makeup, please. <laughs> <laughs> and we started talking about her skin and, and, you know, and all that. So that you can just really begin to appreciate and understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, there's too much to do with parenting nowadays. I, I'm warning you guys that are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Children are coming. It's just so much, you know, it's so much. The children start make up too early, they might miss a certain lesson. Yeah. You know, it's always lessons. They might appreciate themselves less later on. Uh, they, 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 you know, they might think they're not beautiful enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything comes with a lesson. Eh? Everything. You don't just buy. Everything comes with a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you, you, you know, which as parents, that's what we should be striving for. I don't think we, we get it perfectly all the time, but, I, I, but I've got that knowledge and I know that's what I strive for as a parent. Yeah. My, my job is not to give you a phone without giving you instructions. You know, I, my job is not to hand you a computer without t- it coming with some instructions. Because when we do that with children, we, we really, we, we're not drawing boundaries at all. And our role is to draw boundaries. Somebody said something that really scared me. They said, if you, if you leave your children on the internet without any rules, no instructions, it is like taking them and dropping them in the middle of London without any instructions. And, and, and how are they going to get home? How are, you know, they're going to get lost. Somebody might abuse them. Because the internet is worse than dropping them in the middle of London. There's so many nut cases on the internet, right? Sorry. But there's there's so much going on on the internet. And that just scared me like, you know, everything comes with instructions. I don't know why I went there, but I'm back. I'm preparing you for (laughs) SK. But you see, let me finish. The anointing, just like the oil helps our natural abilities of the skin the anointing actually puts supernatural ability on us okay that's why jesus says i have been anointed it means i have got supernatural ability on me it just doesn't mean oh it doesn't mean, uh, it just doesn't mean I've been called or I have talents to preach to the poor. I have talent. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. He's saying I've got supernatural ability. We all know Jesus had talents. You know, he grew up in a builder's house. He could knock up a chair and make it really good. You know, he, he had talents. But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about I have supernatural ability to bring joy, to bring healing, to set captives free. This is supernatural ability. Are you with me? I am wearing it. it. His anointing though. Is the Holy Spirit. In Luke 4 he says. The Holy Spirit has anointed me. His anointing is the Holy Spirit. It is not a substance. And that is very key. As I finish. Asante, can you on, just, just throw some. around? Uh, they're not enough. Uh, they might be enough. Actually, they yeah, enough. So just, just pass them. Everybody gets one. All that I'm talking about is on on there. You will read it later. At the back of it is a prayer thing that I'm going to finish with. I'm going to have to stop there. two is going, ah.